Do you want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? Well, I deeply understand that, and that's why I want to find a source that we both could trust, you and me, and I found this podcast. So let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter, healthier choices every single week. And don't just take my word for it. (laughs) Avid podcast fan Joanne's Apple Review says this. Joanne's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is always informative and always understandable. And that she's definitely a healthier person listening to this and following Zoe's advice, which I love. We love sources that you can trust. And if you're ready to join millions of others like Joanne, transforming their health and like me, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to your podcast. I promise you will not regret it. It is an awesome show and I've learned so much from it. Go check it out. I feel like it's always the people that spread the most light and bring the most joy to the world that actually have this inner critic that follows them around and we just don't see those sides of people especially on the internet when we see people on tiktok or we see people on big screens and we're like oh my god they have it all they have everything how did they create this life for themselves but in reality there is so much more behind that and i'm so grateful to dive into deeper reflections around what it means to be human and how we can move forward without being so fucking hard on ourselves because i feel like all of you can relate like i'm hard on myself you're hard on yourself and it's like how can we give ourselves more grace in this lifetime and truly embrace the authenticity of who we are. And I have the perfect person to dive into this topic with today. I am so excited. She literally like was impersonating celebrities and now has grown this huge platform for herself. And it's like, whoa, manifestation at its finest. Like I'm so grateful to talk to her today and she is just a ball of light and I'm so excited. In the last couple minutes that we've met, I'm just like, who is this girl? Cause I'm in love. I'm literally <laughs> in love. It is no other than the one, the only iconic Emily Uribe. Come to the mic, beautiful. Welcome to Skinny Dipping. I'm so happy to have you on today. Oh my God. I love Skinny Dipping. First of all, I texted her before that I had heard a couple episodes and the way you spread your message with it's such intention, like everyone takes something away and that's the best part. Thank so you I am so, much. so excited to even be sitting in this room. It's my first time at Spotify. So this is really cool. Yeah. We're literally at Spotify studios <laughs> right now. Last time I was here, it was such like an, I made it moment. It was just like a, whoa, yeah. we're at Spotify. Like that's crazy. And the people here are so kind, so nice. And we're grateful to be invited yes. back. Skinny shout out Ethan. Shout out Ethan. Ethan. Shout out Ethan. Shout out Kevin. Like we love the Spotify <laughs> team. It's like we're reading minion names. Like shout out, <laughs> shout out Bob, shout out Ethan, Dylan. <laughs> (laughs) the minions not the minions I literally just went to Universal Studios and the minions ride low-key made me cry because it was so sweet okay the end with the dad where he did remember oh my gosh that gets literally so sweet so we're gonna strip down and dive in that's what we do here we take off our clothes no I'm kidding like metaphorically we get naked because I feel like people see this one side of you on the internet like how do you feel like people perceive you on the internet oh honestly okay it depends Because I think professionally, people see me now, hopefully, as, like, someone who has a career. They do interviews. The internet basically gave me a career, so it's really nice to have that. But then also, at the same time, I feel like people see me as really cold. I'm spontaneous when I do things, but in terms of recording whatever's happening or getting a reaction, like, I don't do that. Because I feel like it's not genuine then. I'm, like, faking it. So I feel like people see me as someone who doesn't react. Very cold. And then some people maybe view me as, like, oh, she's Emily. She's fun. Yeah. It depends on the app. Like, platform to platform, Twitter is very different from TikTok. TikTok's very different from Instagram. Totally. There's several sides to one girl. And there's so many sides to you. And, like, that's the thing about the internet is we only see people in this very one-dimensional way Mm. when, in reality, we are all so multifaceted. And, like, how do you see yourself? Ooh. I've told you I'm very hard on myself. Nothing's ever enough. Mm. That's my issue. Nothing is ever enough. I could be on a boat in France and I was not this trip to France but I could be on a boat in France but I'm constantly thinking of what's next where am I going what am I doing where am I working am I going to be working because it's so uncertain in these times of having a career that depends on the internet and depends on people who genuinely want to see you rise and support you so yeah have you always been like that because honestly just like to relate like I also I'm like that. And I was also more like that before COVID. Like I was very hard on myself and I was like, it's my way or the highway. And I didn't want to flow with the universe. I didn't want to surrender. I didn't want the universe to surprise me. And I had this really interesting moment where 
I have the psychic medium. I'm like such a little <gasps> No, I love tarot, psychics, all of like, okay. I, mean, I love Amazing. that shit. Thank God. I literally was going to ask you right when we walked in. I'm like, do you believe in anything? Of course. <laughs> I believe everything spiritual, I think. Mm-hmm. Like the universe's work is always meant to happen and it's always going to come back to you. Totally. I love that. And like, so I was in this session with my psychic medium and she literally tells me, I don't have to tell her what's going on in my life. She just literally feels the energy and tells me, stories and allegories to explain to me concepts that I need to hear it's super interesting she always like goes on like a 15 minute rant of a story but then at the end it like has a point and I'm like okay (laughs) and the point of this one was she was literally telling me like how can you expect the universe to surprise you if you are always micromanaging every single part of your life so I really have struggled with that and I've been like that and in the last couple years I really have tried to dive into being more in flow I literally have to plan to be spontaneous yes I have to like set an intention to be (laughs) spontaneous but do you like that part of yourself or is that a Mm. part of yourself that you're like I would love to evolve through it I want to evolve through I need to learn to go with the flow I feel like I'm always at a very like I'll snap at any second because I'm constantly thinking of okay where am I gonna go what am I gonna do who am I gonna do it with Again, it just all goes back to me being extremely hard on myself because I love spontaneity, but if I didn't plan for it, I don't think I want it. Totally. But in reality, I should let myself just enjoy it, have fun, and then in reality, am I having fun? I'm telling myself, you are. No, you're totally having fun. Am I, though? Mm. Maybe not. Maybe what not. are the times that you have, like, the most fun, that you feel the most free from that mindset? Like, is it just when you're with people you feel really safe with, or is it when you're by yourself? Like, <sighs> I feel like it's when I'm by myself. Mm. I love my own company. Like, I have a roommate, and she's awesome, but it, when she's not home and she's at work, I'm perfectly fine shopping by myself. I've gone to concerts by myself. I've gone to theme parks. Like, I have a season Whoa. pass to Universal. I've gone by myself, and I go on the rides. I don't even need single rider. I just go, because I want to be doing something i need to be stimulated that is like, like so badass though like that yeah. you can go and do things in public by yourself because i feel like that's so scary for so many people like yeah. what do you tell yourself are you just like fuck it no one's paying attention to me anyway or what's your mindset around that no yeah i had a series on my tiktok where i went to the movies by myself and i told people i bring my own snacks i go by myself i just think it's the mindset of no one's looking at you no one cares no one's going to ask you about your day unless they're maybe an employee maybe you're going to meet a friend but for the most part i literally just tell myself no one is looking at you you're minding your own business and so are they Mm -hmm. and that's the most important part because I have friends who I've told why don't you just go to the movies and they're like with who with you yourself like come on just take the chance you might have fun it's a great de-stressor but yeah I think I'm most spontaneous on my own rather than with other people because then I'm thinking okay but I didn't plan to do this so what am I gonna do totally oh wait but do you feel like you stress out about other people when you're out yeah I do that yeah especially if it's something I've planned mm. like if I said we're going to dinner we're going to go to a movie or if especially if we're out with a ton of other random people like let's say it's a theme park outing I'm thinking okay are you having a good time do you want to go on this what are we doing I want to make sure that you're getting the full experience while stripping myself away from the experience because I'm standing there like okay well let's make it fun come on whatever anyone wants to do mm. I'm also trying to navigate through decision making I'm a very bad decision maker I will let anyone else even if it's as simple as where are we gonna eat I don't want any part of it in fact I I will tell you what I don't want like okay I don't like pizza that's something I don't like I'll tell them I don't want pizza okay navigate me through every option and then you pick that's perfect honestly I feel like that happens when you are so committed to your business and in business you have so many decisions Mm -hmm. to make every single day that in your social life when you're out you don't want to make decisions. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, that's you're so like, true. You're just like, you get decision fatigue. In your business, you are like Capricorn, Venus, girly, yeah. embodiment. We just read through my chart before this, and she had the best things to yes, say. Yes, <laughs> no. Well, I love your chart. I love Sagittarius energy. I love Aquarius energy. I'm an Aries, and I feel like Aries, Aquarius <gasps> is just Fire like, and air are very good together. Uh, it hits so yes. hard. I feel like it's just very complimentary. So I was like, mm. I was like, I, already, <laughs> I was like, I knew I liked you from the moment I met you, but I'm like, damn. Like, I love your chart but I did see the Virgo in the Midhaven which has to do with being so hard on yourself and especially in your work you were kind of telling me before we started this conversation that you can be really tough on yourself and really critical and have that inner critic does that inner critic sound more like repetitive and is it just telling you like something's not good enough or is it just more so micromanaging everything or both I think it's a mixture of both 
because sometimes it just sounds like nagging. Like I'm telling myself over and over again, like, why did you get this opportunity? You have to act a certain way or else they're never going to work with you again. Make sure that you're there on time. If you're not there on time, you're going to beat yourself up about it, especially when I'm actually in the moment doing a job. I'm not thinking. I'm just talking. Of course. So afterwards, you're like, oh, yeah. my God, did After, I do it right? After, I'm looking back and I'm like, I should have never said that. Like, there's some questions that I've asked. or Like, when I went to France, I was so nervous to talk to, I love her, Francesca Scorsese, Martin's daughter. Okay. And I was so nervous to talk to her. And I didn't know what to say that I just kept asking her questions. And I finally let her go. And my manager, Amanda, who was recording for me, she was like, you could have stopped it, too. Like, that's fine. And I was like, okay, I'll shorten my questions. Like, eh, it's fine. But then I go back to the other part of it where my imposter syndrome is, like, completely tearing me down. Mm. I could be wearing the cream of the crop dress. I could have my makeup done. And I'll still be standing there thinking, oh, like, why am I here? Like, what's the point? What's the purpose? And I'm not someone who needs to be reminded, I don't think. But every now and again, it's nice to hear, like, you're meant to be there. Like, the universe mm. put you there. You manifested this. Like, this is really meant to happen for you. And I'm just thinking, I want to go back and work at my retail job. And that's where I belong. And I belong at my community college. Like, Damn. before, well, you talked about. How old are you? Uh, I'm 23. Okay. I'm which 24. makes me. Yeah, I feel very old all the time. I feel very old. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we are faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't clear. I know I have deeply encountered times in my life where I just have no idea what the next step is. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while navigating life. And that's the key to getting what you want is knowing what you want and where you're going. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. I have deeply benefited from therapy to help me keep myself on track and know what I want in life and how I'm going to get there. To have somebody else to work with you on your life is key to feeling supported. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with your licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charges. So let therapy be your map. Let somebody support you. Let help in. You are deserving of it. And visit BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash skinny dipping today or it's going to be linked below to get 10% off your first month. Again, try BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash skinny dipping. And it's going to be linked below to get 10% off your first month. Let's get back to the episode. And I'm just thinking, I want to go back and work at my retail job. And that's where I belong. And I belong at my community college. Like Damn. before, well, you talked about. How old are you? Uh, I'm 23. Okay. I'm which 24. makes me. Yeah, I feel very old all the time. I feel very old because my therapist says this. The things you've been able to do at 22 and 23, it takes people years mm -hmm. to try to get to that. And that's also one of the worst parts about it is. I get a lot of flack from people online saying you're not a journalist. Like, what are your qualifications? None, actually. None. Not <laughs> the qualifications. This is, like, such a misconception. Mm -hmm. And I think I get that question, too. Or it's not even that. I've gotten that question maybe once or twice. But it's more so that I have that inner question in myself being, like, Kayla, what are your qualifications? Like, what did you do to... Yes. And I'm like, damn, I just read a lot of books and listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Like, I didn't get certified and shit. Like, I didn't finish my college degree. I Me dropped either. out after two years. And it's like, I understand that feeling of being like, do I deserve to be here? Yes. And it's like almost... Also, my therapist said, you're almost rewriting the rules of how things used to be done. Because mm. I think before you used to watch E! News, you used to watch um, like extra TV entertainment tonight and these people have worked they've worked their way up and now it's almost rewriting that startup point of where you could actually start because my first job ever was the Oscars and that's Damn. like an insane first job to have in this industry in my wow. opinion because I that's insane it's a major award it's one of the biggest stages for movies and also one of the biggest stages I think for just Everything. entertainment as a whole yeah so it was interesting to get a lot of flack back because I thought a Latina girl is getting to do this the week that happened I ended up quitting my retail job I was a key holder at Claire's and my manager didn't want to give me the time off to go do it. 
And, and I, you're like, bitch, I'm quitting Claire's. No, well, I, <laughs> I'm not going to choose Claire's over the Oscars. Are you insane? Yeah, well, like, I explained it to her like this is an insane opportunity. I just need like two, three days off. And she wouldn't give them to me. So I just didn't show. I was on the schedule. Like, I just didn't show up because in my head, I thought, why would I waste, you know, this opportunity on something that clearly like has been presented to me in such a timely mm-hmm. manner? And I had also gotten into my other school at the time. And now that I, I've debated going back to school recently, just trying to get an entertainment degree, film and media. No. But also the way life moves, it doesn't always work that way. The reason I left school, I had two classes and I still couldn't get the work done. Also, it's so archaic, this idea, the school system and mm-hmm. how you need to have a certain degree or a certain background to become who you want to be, especially in the entertainment industry, because mm-hmm. it's your personality, Nelly, it's yeah. your energy, it's who you are. And, and that can't be taught. Like yeah. the star quality, the pizzazz, like that cannot be taught. I feel like that's something that some people like genuinely are just born with. Like, I feel like it can be developed through practice and yeah. through getting more comfortable with yourself my question here is though okay so with manifestation like yeah <laughs> i the feel big one. <laughs> the big one like i feel like people are like you can't have what you want until you believe you can have it believe you deserve it but you're sitting here in front of us telling us that you still are like i have imposter syndrome i don't feel like i necessarily deserve it like i have this inner critic coming in telling me like i don't belong here what the fuck and yet you still have created it. You still have manifested it. Why do you think that has happened? And do you feel like people saying that? Like, do you feel like that's incorrect? Do you think it's a misunderstanding when trying to manifest the life that you want? I mean, being so honest, the manifestation questions that I get, they're always so random. And also at the same time, when I was making those videos, which I thank my lucky stars every day that I started them. And I was inspired by this girl named George Louise on TikTok who also does them. She's fantastic. I had no intention. I made these videos because I thought they were funny. I, the first one I ever made was in a back room of my workplace, and it's still up. Like it's of Claire's? There. Yeah, uh, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I think it was either my 15 or my 30 minute lunch break at Claire's. At Claire's. Not, not the 15 the earrings, minute lunch break. Bo- the earring boxes behind me, looking at me like, "Girl, come on, get back to work." <laughs> they were staring at me. I never intended for any of this to happen. Yeah. Like, people say, you manifested it. It was unintentional, completely. I mean, you did, but not consciously. Yeah, not consciously. Like, the way things started to happen and roll out, I would have never thought. And even my parents, they would have never thought that I would have ever accomplished anything that I've done so far. My family's not in entertainment at all. But you, like, kept doing it, right? I kept so doing it. what do you feel like was that secret sauce? Not necessarily that you were sitting down and writing out your intentions and mm-hmm. writing out what you wanted 20 times. Like, fuck that version of manifestation. Like, yeah. I'm all in for the version of manifestation where you, you literally just... Out. You act it out. and you keep putting the work in. You, yeah. like, literally just keep making content. You keep making what you want. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like it'll happen for you if you just don't give up. And I feel like you were just so consistent. Like, I feel like you just, like, kept creating. So what do you feel like that background was like? I think because I'd seen other creators, as soon as I hit a certain number, and I'm very hard on myself with numbers. It's one of my worst qualities, especially with this business. Numbers should not mean anything to me, but they do because it's almost like a social hierarchy. That's going to get me work, and I need to keep that up, and it's so hard for me to let it go. But I think with that, It also comes with the territory of now you're constantly proving yourself because now you're consistent. You've made the videos, you've gotten a job, you know, you're working, but where are you going? Mm. I need to prove it to other people that I can continue working, that my name isn't going to stop here. Mm. So it's a scarcity complex is Mm. what it is because I'm scared that, you know, it's going to run out. I'm never going to work again and I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go back to retail. And I always say my manager, George, is going to listen to this. He was my manager at Abercrombie and Fitch Kids. And he always tells me if it all fails, you have a shift here. Come work at AF Kids. And he means it with love. Like he's just being funny. He's the funniest man I know. But yeah, like it's the constant need to prove yourself to other people because you want to be taken seriously. Mm. You want people to be like, oh, wait, whoa, like she's there. How did she get there? Mm-hmm. And then they look into it and they're like, oh, OK, cool. But then they're consistent in their viewing. They're consistent in how they're keeping up with you and the more things you do the more you have to up the stakes almost totally i'm just wondering though like you still have such light like literally you're just like out (laughs) here like you literally are out here like spreading light and laughs and fun and like good vibes and yet like there is this like inner conflict going on within you constantly of being like i need to reprove myself Mm -hmm. i need to prove that i can be here and it's just like how do you continue to give and do you feel like it's from like an authentic place like Mm -hmm. do you just love it or where does it come from like how do you still have the energy when you still feel doubtful because i feel like 
that's something so many people can relate to. People see entrepreneurs and they see business or they see content creators and they're like, wow, like they just have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. They just did it and now they're good. And it's just (laughs) like, no, then you get there and then you realize like, you got to either upkeep what you're doing or you want more. And it's like, how do you continue to give light and also feel confident while still being in doubt? Because it's both and, right? It's yes. not like either or. It's no, not yeah, like, it's and. It's not like you're so doubtful and you like completely like hate yourself, but it's also not like you're fully confident and like you completely love yourself. It's like both and. Like there yeah. is the nuances of it. So like how do you balance both of those aspects of yourself? I think for me, it comes down to the people I'm surrounded with. I have people who genuinely believe in me with their heart and soul. They want me to succeed. They want me to do everything I've ever wanted in the world. One way or another, they're going to help me get it. Because in a way, that inner conflict comes down to me not believing in myself. Mm. I don't believe that I'm meant for it. I don't believe that I should do it. And therefore, I'm just going to sit there and grovel to myself and be like, oh my God, like try it, do it. Because in the moment when I'm actually doing a job, I'll think this is really fun. I'm having a great time. I'm doing a good job. And then when I leave that job, I'm like, actually, you know, there's things we could work on. There's things we could look at. But having people around you that really believe in you. But that's also the catalyst of if you don't have people around you that genuinely support you and you have a tougher life where you're living, what your situation is, it's really hard to continue to want to keep going. That is just such a good piece of advice. It's like if you are feeling doubtful, it's like look at who you're surrounded by. Yes. And this is something that has like come up for me, but it's like so tough because I'm really reevaluating so many people that used to be in my life who get a little intimidated by where I'm going or the brightness of my light or everything that I'm trying to do. And then I have people who are newly coming into my Mm. life who are like, you fucking got this like this podcast what you're doing like (laughs) everything is going to be so fucking big and like I've been having so many people come into my life and I think just naturally as people come into your life you have to create space for them absolutely I feel like it's really tough to find those people and like did you always have people who really supported you or have you had to kind of like clear some people out in the process Mm -hmm. of things getting big for you I think I cleared some people out in the way I tell these people information Because I Mm. think it also depends what ear is listening to what you just said and who are they going to tell? Where's their mouth going to run to? Because I really only tell Amanda and my friend Kelsey, I think the biggest news that I have, and my friend Grace. Grace will listen to this. So Grace, I love you. (laughs) But I tell them probably the biggest news. I don't even tell my parents big news. I kind of get weird about my parents too. They dim light really fast. They're just like, are you sure that's going to work out? And then Mm -hmm. then they put doubt in your head and you're like, "Mm, what? Or I'll like be like, oh my God, I hit a million downloads on my podcast. And my dad will be like, cool, let's get it to a hundred million then. And I'm like, can we just not sit and celebrate for like one moment? Like Like, let the news soak in. Let's get excited. Like excitement is like the greatest momentum to move forward. Like get excited about your fucking life. But when you're saying like you just had to kind of adjust your relationship yeah. with the people. Yeah, I think it's adjusting relationships is huge because I just moved to L.A. It's been a year now mm-hmm. and I didn't really come with a big friend group. My closest friends at home, George, Kaya, Jocelyn, like at most. And when I go home, those are the people I go hang out with. And then here in L.A., I think it's the same core kind of group that I've made. Amanda, Kelsey, Max, maybe just in the sense of like hangouts and everything. But who I tell everything to is very different. That's so important because yeah. like people will put their evil eye on it like oh evil eye is major like ever since i was little because in in latino culture evil eye you're presented with a bracelet right out the womb like they have really well i mean uh, (laughs) no but like literally literally you're protecting yourself and we're gonna protect you yes (laughs) whoa can you tell us more about that because what's your experience been like with that because i have such a big mouth like i'm such an oh i'm a gossip i'm a sharer like (gasps) so it's tough how do i keep like the big things to myself like because i know it is so important because there's some people that even if they love you you still can't tell them those things like it's not that I want to unfriend certain people in my life because I literally love them Mm -hmm. so much it's just about readjusting what I tell them how I interact with them what I trust them with you know specific people are for very specific situations Mm, say more yeah not everyone is meant for the biggest party in the world some Mm. people are meant for the smaller parties some people are meant for the lunches like some people are acquaintances like I always say again specific people are for very specific things if I'm really excited I know exactly who I'm going to share my information with and they're going to keep it like a knife to their chest they are never going to share it even if I tell them it's okay you can say something 
They're never going to say anything. But if it's news that, you know, will be out in like a week and that will be, you know, shared with everyone in a short matter of time, then yeah, like I'll share it at lunch with a big group. It just depends on who you choose to share it with and how they're going to dispose of that. Yeah, it's so important. I feel like who you surround yourself with is literally everything. Like Yes. And also their reputation precedes you. I think it's really important. I don't think I have a reputation. I just think I'm Emily and that's enough and that's <laughs> yeah. it. But when people tell me, oh, you know this person and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think I do. I don't know this person. I know them as like their brand and their image, but I'm not necessarily going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, like totally. I totally I know, know that. Yeah. Like, I think it's yeah. in the industry we're in. It's mm. fascinating to hear the stories of people who per se use your name, per se, say this about you, say that about you. And you're thinking, I haven't seen this person in months. Yeah, you're like, we've talked once. Yeah. Like, ha- If it's not congratulatory, <laughs> don't put my name in your mouth. Literally, yeah. period. I'm so like that, too. And, like, do you feel like you give that same energy when you speak about other people? Like, do you feel like you, like, tried to lead by example and, like, put that energy out? Like, just make sure to keep people's name out of your mouth unless you're, like, talking good about them? Yes. Or if it's with my absolute, like, if it's Kelsey, I'll tell her exactly what I want to say. Yes. If it's your besties, you can shit talk a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just a but little just bit. But not to fucking random people. No. I have said this before. I don't think I've said it on a podcast. I don't really make friends with a lot of people in where I work. Mm -hmm. And I've been like that since I worked in retail. It's like something I have to really enjoy the person to want to develop a relationship to continue with them. And I think that plays into exactly how I talk to people because at Mm -hmm. events, I'm very cordial. I'm very to the point, like, how are you? How's your day going? What's going on? Love the outfit, you know, slay, 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 (laughs) yas gag. But then when I get home, it's like, okay, I went to an event. I saw a movie and that's it. I'm not remembering exactly. You're not trying to make best yeah Yeah, and especially you should not talk about something if you can't remember the conversation later on Mm. if you don't remember exactly what you said and you said something that is bad oh good luck you should should never speak about something that you can't remember Mm, i literally love that yeah what's been like your last like couple years like like if you could think of like a big lesson that you've been learning over the last like one or two years because i feel like everyone's lives got rocked like oh pandemic rocked everyone's like rocked rocked but also changed so many people's lives like i would not be doing what i'm doing if it wasn't for that time like is that the same for you same i mean i started making videos in 2020 yeah Uh, 2019 2020 and At that point, I was living with my parents. I was 19. I remember thinking, okay, my plan exactly was like, I'm going to get into school. I'm going to move. I'm going to PA. I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to move from PA to like an executive assistant, a director's assistant, then move up in the company and become an executive like Kathleen Kennedy for Sony. I also love like the market and learning about the business. I learned about box office. I learned about the jargon they use. I learned about how things are marketed, why they're marketed. So you always wanted to like do what you're doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Since when? Oh my gosh. Um, working in entertainment probably since I was like five or six. Okay. I loved cartoons. I, as any kid, I loved TV. And we didn't have cable for the longest time. So I was stuck watching sitcoms like Everybody Hates Chris or Friends, anything that was on Fox or like ABC Direct. And then ABC Family obviously came in the picture. But I remember thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I'm probably not going to do it. But like, what a nice dream to have. Because my parents, again, they're in agriculture. So they didn't want me to go into ag. They wanted me to be, like, a doctor or something. Yeah. And that just was – I wasn't good at school. I was good at extracurriculars. Like, I loved doing sports. And then when, obviously, that didn't happen, these past couple of years have been, like, a whirlwind. I think what has to do also with my, like, major imposter syndrome and how critical I am of myself is it happened in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. that I didn't really get to process any of it. And I'm still processing it now. Totally. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like in the world of instant gratification and social media and how things can just blow up overnight, it's just like... I don't know if our brains are designed built. for that. They're no. not. They're not. Like and my like, lobe isn't formally developed yet. I'm 23. No, 25. literally. We're just little babies <sighs> trying to figure shit out. And it's like people are looking up to you. That's crazy. And you're like. Yeah. Which I never think about that. You I, never think about it. I. It's when people come up to me and I'm always so thankful because it's. I've never had a bad interaction. I think it's also just treating people like they're your friends because they yeah. are. They've boosted you. They've given you this sense of security, this support. Those are your friends. Mm. The comment that always gets me is like hispanic representation there's a lot of hispanic content creators online we're all trying to make it in the entertainment 
entertainment industry and it's always interesting to hear your spanish representation your hispanic representation has helped me so much like i can see myself doing what you're doing and i'm thinking i used to say that about like selma hayek and (laughs) someone saying that about me i always think why the imposter syndrome but it's like you are deserving of being here Yeah, or i just don't think i'm gonna tell you that right now Ah, like you're killing it i just don't think i'm doing enough for them to say that Mm. my goal in all of this is to have a comedic acting career that's one of my dreams i love it i'm hopefully doing something soon and i'm submitting for things and i'm actively trying but how many latinas are there in comedy it's Mm -hmm. like you have to somehow separate yourself and when people say i totally see myself doing what you're doing i'm like and honestly i hope you do like i really hope you get there because it is one of the most rewarding yet you always want more feelings uh yes like yeah what would you say that that is that you do like overall arcing thing would you just say like being an actor I don't know. I always say, like, I don't like the word TikToker. I feel like I don't want to call you a content creator or a TikToker. I feel like you're so much more than that. Also, the word TikToker itself, like, people are going to think I'm so annoying. But when you tell them you're a TikToker, it's almost demeaning. Like, yeah. people almost look down on you. And you're just like, I'm just trying to make it, man. Like, what would you call a PA? Tell me what you would call a PA. You'd call them a production assistant. They're a PA. A TikToker just sounds like you're calling me a slur. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying something really nasty about me. And in reality, like, content creator is just a more formal way of putting it. But also, at the same time, I don't even know what I would consider myself. I don't know what the resume entails. I don't know. I feel like it would be, like, what you want to do and what you're doing. Like, the overall thing is, like, yeah. being an actor. Yeah, right? being an actor. Yeah, being an actor being an actor working. but like does that word even feel like so uncomfy it, it feels almost just like i can't say that I yeah can, i can yet. it feels like no that's not my title yet and i'm hoping it will be one day i'm hoping that i get to do that but yeah i don't know if i would say that about myself damn <laughs> no but i would say i'll say it for you because like what you're doing i feel like i see the overall arcing theme mm-hmm. and like, i would never say i'm a tiktoker i'm a podcaster through and yeah. through like even though i do tiktok when everyone anyone's like what do you do for a living i'm like i do a podcast and i also do TikTok, I guess, and Instagram, but those are all bringing me into my podcast. Yeah, like, like those are the side hustles to bring you into your job. Like you're yeah. using those to help market yourself, to funnel through, yes. which is like what you're doing. Also, though, it's like the TikTok is like bringing you these opportunities to freaking absolutely go to Paris and go to, and go to France. No, <laughs> yeah, France I mean, and interview all these amazing people. Like you are getting those opportunities because you're because, being seen. Yeah, I mean, I will never ever talk shit about tiktok <laughs> that like i don't like being called it but genuinely that app has changed so many lives including mine that i have nothing but amazing things to say about the platform i don't want to be called a tiktoker but also at the same time like that's kind of what i am still like i get Just it acceptance uh, I think I've, I've accepted it i've ran through it i think also what's fascinating about an app like tiktok is A lot of people say, well, how do I get started doing it? You just do it. You just start posting. Like, there's really no rhyme or reason. There's people who have really edited aesthetic content, and that's their vibe. But if you just want to start posting, like, all it takes is one video. Yeah. One video. Literally. Also, like, you never know who's watching. Yeah. You would never know who's actually tuning in. Like, it's fascinating to hear actual celebrities tell, like, content creators, like, oh, I've seen your videos. And they're just like... What do you mean? Like, you're on the app? There's no way. Like, what do you mean? And yeah, it's it's just fascinating. I wouldn't change how I came up at all. Yeah. And like, what is the biggest lesson that like the last couple of years have taught you with that? Oh. Or what is a lesson you're currently learning? Like, do you feel like in oh. therapy, like, what have you been working on? Like, give us a therapy tea. I uh, love a good therapy tea moment. Uh, shout out my therapist. Oh, She's we awesome. We love our therapists. Even if they're your parents or whoever. If it's a friend, <laughs> shout out your therapist. <laughs> I think in therapy right now, what I'm working through is respect for myself Mm. in the sense that like, I feel like I don't respect what I do enough because I don't think I'm valuable of doing it. Mm. I think I'm the least valuable person at an event all the time. Mm. What am I bringing to this company? What am I bringing? I sound so succession right now. What am I bringing to Waystar Royco? (laughs) (laughs) What I could bring you is massive. (laughs) What am I bringing to this company? Why do they even want me here? Mm. I'm trying to learn to respect myself in those situations because it's just my inner critic talking and it's never true yeah and when people are like how do you love yourself like how do I feel confident I always go back to respect like I feel like to know yourself and to respect yourself and and to think highly of yourself like leads to that self-love you know just naturally like you don't have to focus on the love part like the love will come with the respect yes just like in any relationship like do you have a partner I do not. I've been, oh, I dated for five years. I had okay. a boyfriend for five, from being like 17 or 16 to 22. So recent breakup. Oh, I broke up with, we broke up with each other in September. 
And it was probably the most freeing feeling I've ever had because it was a high school relationship. And I almost feel like I outgrew what Mm. we were doing at the time. It just didn't feel like it was servicing me. And my biggest thing is when you have a partner, like you are there to support one another. You are there to be there for each other. You want the best for them. Mm. And I just feel like at that point in time, our relationship, we didn't want what was best for each other. He wanted me to stay home. I needed to leave. Yeah. And it's hard. When you grow up also in a small town, like, when you leave to go do something like this, everyone has something to say. Everyone. How do you deal with that? Like, when everyone has something to say about you, how do you just, like, tune it out? Or do you not? Do you internalize it or do you tune it out? I think I internalize it. I think my favorite. (laughs) We love the honesty. We give us a brutal honesty, queen. My favorite thing to hear. This isn't narcissistic. It's just so ridiculous. But, like friends from high school like George and Kaya that tell me oh this person said they were friends with you and I'm like well I'm not friends with them Mm. or also just the way people talk about me like some people in my hometown do not even say my name they'll just say the influencer excuse me I know isn't it disrespectful Loki but there's so many influencers just not from your town that's what you're saying I feel like they say it because they just don't know what else to do they don't know what else to say not to do they have jobs they're they're not jobless like they're (laughs) they're working (laughs) they just don't know what to say like my friend Dorian who came we saw I don't know if you know the band flow the girl group from mm. london okay we saw them at a i think it was the will turn and he came up to me i hadn't seen him in like two plus years we worked at hollister together like we did all of the black fridays <laughs> and i love him down like that's one of my best friends and he was like oh like my friends refer to you all the time like oh the influencers out there doing her thing and i'm like oh i just want to wash like i want to take a shower yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just want to take a shower i don't know how i feel about that and i'll just be like why don't they just say emily and he's like i don't know like i don't ask they just say the influencer or people saying i knew her from high school like yeah you knew me because we had a class together we never once spoke yeah, yeah and yeah. if it was, it was i probably wanted to copy your homework because you're <laughs> you probably smarter than me <laughs> no, shade, no shade no shade but yeah it's just it's interesting yeah and like moving into this year like do you feel like this conversation is being like reflective at all yes like, of, absolutely like, the inner critic and like the internalizing like if somebody else came to you like yes. your best friend <laughs> came to you and they're like girly I'm feeling so doubtful I am feeling like my inner critic is running the fucking show yeah and I'm feeling really hard on myself like what should I do like I don't know how to move forward like what would you say to your best friend to my best friend I've actually had this conversation with multiple different people okay the first thing I would do is okay let's make a pros and cons list okay I love a list I love a list yeah let's organize our thoughts and why we're feeling this way Mm. let's come back to the list when we start talking about it why are you feeling hard on yourself what's going on internally is it here are you feeling like this in your own space are you feeling like this only at your job are you feeling like this everywhere wow what can we do to situate you so you start having a little more light in you Mm. so that way you're not feeling like so down everywhere because I think when you feel hard on yourself it follows you everywhere there's no place that you can feel safe anymore I think Mm. especially when I'm really hard on myself even my own personal space I'll think okay, I need to go do something. I need to get myself out of here. I need to like situate myself some a coffee shop somewhere where I can be stimulated positively. Mm. And I think making that list in turn will make you reflect on why you're feeling that way and we can work through it. I literally love that being like in which places, in which circumstances yes. do I feel this way? Because then you begin to realize, is it fully internal? Is it the people that I'm surrounding mm-hmm. myself with? Is it my job that makes me feel like mm-hmm. shit? Is my manager? like yeah. Because there are certain people that I have in my life who around their friends like they're really positive they Mm -hmm. love themselves they're feeling really confident but then they go to work and then they're put down and and by their manager or whatever and and then they feel like shit in that situation it's like well how can we to be honest take you out of any fucking situation that isn't serving your highest self like so we make a list I love a list yeah you make a list we see what's going on yeah we see what's going on it helps you organize your thoughts and also it's like making that list is honoring yourself Mm. I feel like you're honoring what you're thinking up here and you're not deflecting it you're fully putting it on the table and looking at it and thinking okay how do I fix this Mm. my biggest thing is I sometimes wish I could just throw money at a problem I wish I could (laughs) fix that like when you feel that way there's nothing not even a milkshake could fucking fix that you just want to wallow and the second step is let yourself feel that way if you try to jump out of it too quick making that list was the best thing you could do because now you're looking at every situation for yourself and if you after that list are thinking okay well I'm still feeling really sad let yourself cry I do it all the time you cry a lot absolutely also I take everything to heart and I have a lot of friends who do the same and if I need to cry I'm gonna do it like there's no way around it what's the point of stopping it you're just suppressing the emotion and bottling it up and it's gonna come out at the worst time there's no worst 
time to cry. I just think you don't want to do it, A, in a public setting at work. <laughs> you want to make sure that you know you're at these you're things. You're safe. Yeah, you're safe. And you're going to feel so unsafe if you start crying at your workplace, I feel. Yeah. No, even totally. if this is your safest, like, even if my phone is my safest space, I'm still going to cry in front of it. And I need to put it down. I need yeah. to put it down. But yeah, let yourself wallow. And then in the end, whoever you went to go talk to, let's plan a hangout let's go out mm-hmm. let's go on a drive let's do something that you actually think is fun that doesn't revolve around work that mm-hmm. doesn't revolve around how you're feeling like mm-hmm. let's say you want to go to a fucking pool let's go swimming right let's go swimming let's do something that you actually want to do and no one's telling you to do mm-hmm. i literally love that because i feel like there are the moments and there are the times for being like i need to just sit here and feel this yes but- for how long? For like, how long? That's the question that my therapist always asks me. She's like, okay, well, how much longer do you need to be in this? Mm-hmm. Do you need two days, two hours, two weeks, like two months? Like mm-hmm. how much longer? And immediately, like whatever's the first thing that pops into my head, I'm like, I just go with my intuition. Yeah. Like I don't overthink it. I'm like, okay, two more days. Like, yeah. or I'll just like feel the number first. Like that'll come in. Yes. I'll be like, okay, I feel two. Like, I don't know why that's coming mm-hmm. in, but I feel I need two. And she's like, okay, two hours, two days two months two Mm -hmm. weeks and I'm like I'm gonna say days being hopeful (laughs) I don't need to be in this too long because it's like feel your feelings cry it out allow yourself to move through that and then also then go and distract yourself for a moment and live your life because to change your state is one of the most powerful things that you can do like when you're feeling in that wallowing like the only way to pull yourself out is to completely change your state. Mm-hmm. You almost have to like trick shock your, yourself. Yeah, shock yourself. That's why like cold showers and breath work are so powerful because they're literally shocking your system into changing your state, and you're almost tricking your brain. Yes, you're almost like uh, we don't feel this way anymore, and it gives you an opportunity to come back to the situation with clear eyes and a better perspective, and you can be like, okay, I can see the situation clearer because. When you're so deeply ingrained in the self-doubt and the perception of how you see yourself and how others see you, like, you can't see out of it. Change your state, remove yourself, and then see yourself from the outside looking in a little Mm. bit. So I love that. Like, go on a fucking drive and do something that's fun. Like, have fun. Yeah. Sadness, happiness, anything has no expiration date. Mm. That will always be there. Like, unfortunately, like, it's just one of the horrible things of life. (laughs) Like, sadness will always be there, but then happiness will always be there. There's no expiration date. Literally. You can be happy whenever. You can be sad whenever. Mm. That's just, it's the best part of being a human being but you cannot let yourself sit in it for way too long you have to you mentally should put a small expiration date and think okay as you said two days two hours two weeks how am I going to get through this and then like go back leave whatever situation was making you so unhappy Mm. don't do what you were doing at the same time and then hopefully you're out of it yeah change it up like doing the same things every day routine is not always the best thing for Mm -hmm. someone I am someone who requires a routine like to get myself out of bed Mm. that kind of thing but sometimes if you do the same one over and over it's not serving you anymore you're almost just like cyclically doing something you're a robot and why would you want to be a robot literally and like the thing is with life like you were saying before everything flows in and out like emotions like they come and then they literally just go for me like especially with frustration or anger and that emotion coming up i'll feel so engulfed by it it'll feel so like overwhelming and then all of a sudden it'll be gone i'm be like who was that was that me (laughs) i'm like was that me getting frustrated and overwhelmed and overstimulated i'm like who is that bitch because i don't know if that was me because it's like literally emotions come and then they like you experience them they are not Mm -hmm. you like whatever emotions you are experiencing like they are not you. They are not your identity. They are not who you are. Like, they are just something that you are experiencing in that moment. And then they just they flow like the clouds and they go away. And you're like, oh, now I have a clearer perspective. And it's tough because it's the same thing with happiness. Yes. Like, I get that way with my happiness where if I'm in a really good vibe, I'm ovulating. I'm high energy. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I like start to get anxious about the other shoe to drop. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, am I going to lose this happiness? And it's like, yeah, you probably will. And the sooner <laughs> that you can come to the acceptance that the emotions flow and they come and then mm-hmm. that they go and the happiness will come and the sadness will come, the anger will come and then they'll go and yeah. you'll just flow through them. The sooner that we accept that, I feel like the easier it is because the more that we resist it, the harder it feels on us yes. rather than just being like, okay, I'm sad today. Maybe my hormones are low. Maybe I'm experiencing yeah. my second half of my luteal phase and maybe I just need a good fucking cry. Absolutely. And like instead of fighting it, I feel like that's where people get lost is that we fight the hard emotions rather Mm -hmm. than just experiencing them when in reality like they could just only last a couple minutes if we just let them come through yes i agree punch something or cry it out (laughs) or whatever it is like get it out do you with all the fire in your chart all that sad like do you get like frustrated and irritable or oh Absolutely. I always <laughs> say I'm like anger from inside out. I'm not angry. I, I just get very agitated. I have no mm. patience ever since I was young. I don't know why. And my mom worked a job where she had to 
take care of people who were disabled. And that obviously requires a lot of mental patience, a lot of physical patience. I have neither. I did not take Did not inherit her. it. <laughs> I wish I did. So when things aren't happening, I'm thinking, well, damn, like, what is taking so long? Like, mm. you're, don't irritate me. I don't want I don't want to be irritated. I want to do it already. I'm also someone who needs things done right away. Mm-hmm. If Target is closed on a Tuesday because I wanted to go get a whiteboard and Expo markers, oh, they're going to hear from me. They're going to yes. hear from me internally. I'm not going to love Target, love the employees. <laughs> but I just, like, I want things done so quickly that it leaves no room for any patience, any waiting time. But, like, reframe, like, I feel like that's why you're so successful at what you're doing is because you're like, I fucking want this. I'm going to do it now, and I'm yeah. not going to wait for it. And some people will spend their whole lives waiting to take that action. And I feel like that is something that you could see as a trait that's like quote unquote negative or you could reframe and you could be like, honestly, this makes me who the fuck I am. And I want the things that I want and I'm going after the things I want. And that's fucking awesome. And not everybody can do that. (gasps) I've never heard it that way. That's so nice of you. That's so positive. Yeah. I'm going to start saying that. Honestly, if you're impatient, it's just like, I get that way too. Like I'm a little Aries girly. Like fire sign. I'm a little Aries girly with, I also have Aries and Jupiter when you also have your Jupiter and Aries, which I feel like Jupiter is a planet of abundance. You just want things to happen now. You're like, absolutely how can things just happen now and it's like it's not good or bad like it's only good or bad if you make it good or bad Mm -hmm. and it's like literally sometimes the people that have gone the farthest is because they're impatient they're not gonna fucking wait for anyone to make their moves stop waiting to make your moves just make your moves because like look at where you're at like you're like on the up and up and it's Mm -hmm. just the beginning literally just the beginning thank you that was so nice yeah that's a really great way to frame it and i never would have thought to say that the way you did i always see it as a negative thing where like oh i don't have any patience i'm so irritated oh my cycle that shit rocks my world oh if things aren't done the way i want oh the world is gonna hear about it like (laughs) the world is gonna know exactly how i feel oh no i understand though because i get that way too i can be impatient i can get angry i can get irritable and i honestly worked really hard especially in the beginning of my spiritual journey to become more peaceful and to be in that vibe and then in the last like couple months like I've just realized I'm like nah bro that's not who I am like like when I go back to who I am like I have that fucking fire and so do you and it's just like if you have that fire stop demonizing it stop thinking like that it's a bad thing like that fire is what makes you you like use it like take it harness it use it throw the fireball like Mario Party yeah (laughs) and like let's fucking do it but also just to go back like i love a good actionable step so like feeling emotions one and we're gonna write everything out yeah write it out journal it my favorite is a pros and cons list because i'm thinking like why am i feeling this way what's making me feel this way what can i do like where is this coming from yeah and like take action really write it down Mm. and don't sugarcoat it don't write in your little journal i'm angry i'm angry because i'm pissed off i'm pissed off someone has literally irritated the shit out of me be honest with yourself yeah like honor yourself by being honest about how you're mm. feeling because the more you try to express it in a sugarcoat way you're not going to be able to get to the root of the problem yes and it's never you the problem is never mm. you it's just how you're feeling mm. wait i love that like i love that you're saying this too because yeah. it's like your inner critic also being like you're the problem but yeah. it's like you're saying you're not the problem it's just the way that you feel about the yeah. problem yeah absolutely yeah. Like you wow. yourself are not Thank the you. issue what you're trying to fix is the issue and it's just Mm. something that's within you once you start thinking of yourself as the problem you're gonna self-sabotage it's gonna Mm. be so much harder to get out of that headspace and like self-sabotage you're right here we all have (laughs) self-sabotaging behavior same but the more i just look at the issue and separate myself from it wow it's so much easier to get to why something is bothering me that's why we love the pros and cons list because that we can see with our eyes and prove to our brain like okay i'm not the problem Mm -hmm. it's just something maybe within me that needs to shift or maybe it's something externally that needs to shift like I feel like you know I think self-reflection and introspection is really powerful but also I feel like people negate the fact that literally sometimes your external circumstances are shit and they yes. need to change <laughs> like yeah and having that motivation having that fire under your ass having like that visual pros and cons list to be like okay like I see what needs to change now yeah. and then we're gonna cry it out yes or punch it out with yeah. a pillow we're gonna feel our fucking feelings and then we're gonna make fucking plans to do something that takes our mind off of it because yes. everyone deserves, deserves a good. peace and a mm. break and then you can come back and try to solve the problem a little bit later like there's ways there's ways that was amazing <laughs> thank you literally thank you for giving us the tea because like Honestly, somebody can come on and they can talk about their past experiences, but to talk about what they actually experience on the mm-hmm. daily and like what has just always been a part of their life is so much more relatable because yeah. I also am like that. Like 
the perfectionism in me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really have any Virgo placements, but I also can be super hard on myself. Yeah. And I have the Scorpio, which kind of like can relate to that. And I just feel like it was really powerful today talking about something that I don't know. I just am stoked to dive into the side yeah, of you. Like, no. I feel like I actually took so much away from this conversation. I think I get into this vibe where I like to overanalyze myself and think I'm the problem. Yes. But it's like, if I just write it down, I think I'll realize, like, I keep hearing Taylor Swift's song in my head. <laughs> Which one? I it's me. Hi, I'm, I'm the problem. problem. It's, it's me. me. Yes. I'm like, Taylor, no, girly. <laughs> but like, it's not you, though. It's not you. It's not like, you. you are perfect. Like, you're just figuring it out. We're just fucking human, and we're just literally figuring out the best we can. I got this sticker the other day mm. from Joshua Tree, and it literally said, I'm just fucking doing my best. Yeah. <laughs> and I was and like, we all are. Like, we're all here to just serve our own unique purpose. Mm-hmm. We don't need to like try and go above and beyond what we should be doing. We should mm-hmm. feel at least good for a couple seconds a day because we're doing our best. We're awake. We're doing something mm-hmm. that we maybe want to do. Even if you don't want to do it, you're doing it. Yeah. You're showing up. And yeah. like, that's the best thing that you can do sometimes. Where can everyone find all your things? Where can they see you? Where can they get more of Emily? And, you know, follow along on your journey because it's just the beginning and I'm going to be here to fucking hype you up, bitch, because I swear to God, like, I see it for you. I'm <gasps> ready for you. you. Let's oh, go. No, I, I love you so much. I can be found on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. It's the same. Like, Emily Uribe, it's just my name. I promise it will pop up because <laughs> there's several Uribes, but not an Emily that I've seen. <laughs> Thank so, God. yeah, that's where you can find me and I hope everyone took something away from this today. I really feel like they did. And what is your final thought? Like, after our overarching conversation... And I'm interested to see in the next couple of days, like you're going to have to text me how you yes. personally reflect on this conversation. I'm going to need a voice memo. Yeah. Of you, voice like, memo, pers- girls unite. Like, I'm sorry, a text is never going to do it for me. Same. As soon as I was like, like mini podcast, I will send it to you. <laughs> Please. I want to hear how it impacts you because I feel like even vocalizing these things and, and letting it out of your system mm-hmm. is so powerful because when we speak, we let go. Yes. And like, we don't need to be so fucking hard on ourselves. Yeah. And like, that's what I kind of took away from this conversation today is like, okay, like, how can I give myself more grace? Mm-hmm. How can I be less hard on myself? How can I just know that I'm doing my best and that, like, literally, if you are somewhere, like, you're supposed to be there. Yes, Like, if absolutely. you already are there, it's supposed to happen. Yes. Like, the universe would not have put you there if you weren't literally supposed to be there. It I is agree. Divine. Yeah. That's what I took away. I don't know. What are your last thoughts? My last thought is... I am extremely critical of myself, (laughs) and I am not the issue. (laughs) If I think I'm the issue, I'm never going to find the solution. Mm, Wow. Wait, that's actually so good. That's perfect. Okay, bye. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, so fuel up with them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. If you are like me, sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy, and that's why I love Factor. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian-approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore, and you can have as little or as much as you want every single week. And if this interests you at all, I'm going to give you guys 50% off only for skinny dipping listeners. So head to factormeals.com slash skinny 50 and use code skinny 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Win win. That's code skinny 50 at factormeals.com slash skinny 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious. As the weather is getting warmer, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I've wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul and I don't want to spend a fortune. I'm constantly wearing the 100% washable silk slip dress and people ask me all the time where I got it from. I've also now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking on trend year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Kintz cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Kintz only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know is so important to me when it comes to clothing brands. Get warm weather ready with Kintz. Go to kintz.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kintz.com slash skinny dipping.